0: What's going on, everybody in Sharks Territory. I am Aaron James and welcome to a very special edition of uh live streaming here. This is the Shark City session, special summer edition. I know it's not summertime officially yet. It's technically not the off season either. NHL playoffs are going on right now, Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh man, what's going on with Florida? I mean, I'm happy that they went to the next round, but what's going on with Joe Thornton being a healthy scratch, night in and night out? That's uh, whatever. That's expected, to be honest. Uh, Joe Thornton is essentially, he's just hitching a ride. You know, he's riding the bus. I could see them putting them in the game if they make it to the finals. Maybe even the conference finals. We'll see. Anyways, we're not here to talk about that Sharks legend. Uh, we're going to start the show right away with, um, you know, the biggest news this past week. Patrick Marlowe officially announced his retirement. He came back home to San Jose on Tuesday, and he officially closed the book on his 23-year career. Obviously, outside of being a shark, he was also a maple leaf, a penguin, unfortunately. And um, for some of you out there, you might even say he was a hurricane. Anyways, uh, Patrick Marlowe is obviously, you know, on a serious note, he is one of the most highly decorated San Jose Sharks player in franchise history. He has almost every scoring record. I mean, he has the goals of uh, 522 points, 1,111. How about that? Anyways, um, power play goals, 163 shorthanded, 17. Game-winning goals, 101 and, obviously, career games played. He owns the record in the NHL at 1,779. Just a little bit over a year ago, he broke the great Gordy Howes record. That was at um, 1768. Um, yeah, you know, I could go on. About all of his accomplishments and everything he's done in his career. But at this point, you know, I just want to say congratulations to Patrick Marleau and the Marleau family. A lot of Sharks fans. It's kind of um, been rumored, if you will. Maybe even like if you want to call it officially confirmed. But apparently he's taking like a coaching gig in Florida. I believe his son is on one of the teams. I mean, that's not official. Okay, I'm just saying what I've read. I'm repeating what I've read. And the whole uh, group sessions over there on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, it seems like, you know, he's going to enter a new, like, stage in his hockey career. Uh, who knows? Maybe that coaching gig will eventually lead to, you know, a path on the coaching staff for the CUDA or the Sharks. Who knows? I mean, we already have Richie and the off behind the bench now, right? It would be a far-fetched idea to see Marlowe at one point, you know, be some type of, um, you know, coach for our um, future Sharks here. Anyways, I more or less just want to say, hey, what's up, everybody? It's been a minute. Last time we got together was back on the last day of April, April 30th. Last podcast for the Shark City podcast. A Shark City session is just going to be kind of uh, casual, kind of just chilling. And, um, you know, talking some of the current news Sounds like sharks. So, um, you know, after the big news of Marlowe retiring, and you know what, really quick before, before I even move on from that, he did mention that he knew he was retired last year in his press conference. Like, he knew he was going to retire last year and that he finally, like, mustered up the courage to, like, go out there and finally, you know, make it official. Anyways, um, that video is obviously available on YouTube if you check out our webpage, sharkcityhockey.com. Uh, we have a quick little piece on that and a link to that video as well if you missed it. Anyways, um nice little tribute and spoiler alert if you if you don't know already, I believe it was Curtis of the Mercury News. He asked Shark's um president, uh Jonathan Becker if they're going to retire his jersey. I mean it, it goes without saying that it has to be yes as a matter of fact, I want to see a lot of jerseys raised next season. Uh, you got to put Doug Wilson's up there as well, but uh, and I assume that'll happen when he comes back to be celebrated for you know his Hall of Fame and all that stuff that kind of got scratched at the end of this season. Anyways, um, but yeah, you know, kudos to Marlo. We haven't uh, seen the last of him in Sharks territory, that's for sure. And uh, you know, f- just for the meanwhile, you know, enjoy your retirement, brother. Just. You know, coast in the Florida sunsets, and you know, just enjoy your time, enjoy your family. Uh, Sharks territory will be here when you're ready to come back. Anyways, South Sea Sharks draft lottery, nothing really happened there. They were the 11th going into the draft lottery, and they remained at the 11th overall pick for the draft coming up in just um, you know a couple of uh, weeks over here, or a few weeks away. Um, You know, the draft lottery, for me, is kind of a lackluster. I I just, you know, I kind of want to see it look like a lottery, like a Powerball, right? Like, it should be the Powerball of hockey. But instead, they're just flipping these cards up. And I get it, you know I mean? That's kind of like the format. It's what, like, the NBA does. But I think it just takes away from the thrill of, like, what should be, you know, an entertaining, like, um, you know, just unpredictable, like, you know, wild night in hockey and just, you know, having someone stand there and lifting up the cards and stuff. It's just kind of anticlimactic in my opinion. Anyways. Um, so the draft lottery is kind of this weird thing where, um, you know, it's, if, if you're not aware, I'm just going to share it with you all. So, you know, when the sounds of the sharks went into the uh, draft lottery, they had a 3% chance of getting the um, number one overall pick. If I'm not mistaken. And, um, long story short is the way they work, the way they work that out is they have like, it's like a simulation. Okay. So essentially the best way I can say it is that a number of outcomes are assigned to different teams. For example, whoever gets drawn first, second and third and fourth, those outcomes, um, whatever the case or the teams may be, those are assigned to a team in the draft lottery. So if you had um, Arizona, Montreal, New Jersey, and I'm just going to put San Jose in there for the case of argument. And that was the exact order that they got drawn out of the, you know, the um, the whole lottery, the whole like ping pong thing that people are missing out on. Um, that that um, sequence is assigned to a team, right? Anyways, so they just kind of do it over and over etc and you know this whole this whole like like a way where you know essentially it's the uh, it's like a computer simulation and that's what predicts the odds etc and I don't know I, I'd rather see it be a wild like like old school like Powerball I don't know I'm maybe maybe I'm losing you know losing um, the ability to like express myself on how boring <laughs> how boring these draft lotteries are. And that's just my opinion. I mean, I understand, like, you know, that's kind of the craze now in sports. You want to make the draft and a draft lottery be a showcase. You want to announce the schedule and make that a showcase. I get it. Just like the NFL is doing this week. Anyways, for me, the biggest news, the whole reason why I'm even talking about the draft lottery at all um, is S.J. Sharkey shared on his uh, Twitter account, an image, you know, kind of celebrating, I guess, if you want to call it. That was kind of weird too, really quick side note. Uh, celebrating that we got 11th. <laughs> like nothing changed, right? Like nothing changed. And then, you know, I don't know if celebrating the three consecutive years of missing the playoffs is like, you know, the right thing to do. Anyways, just just a side note there. But uh, back to the point. Uh, S.J. Sharky had shared an image, having the number eleven on a San Jose Sharks jersey, you know, to like signify our uh, draft order for this upcoming draft. However, it was a heritage theme jersey, so I mean, make make of that what you will. Okay, you know, you take that as far as you want. But personally, I'm starting to feel like you know maybe they're hinting at. Whether it's a full-time thing or they're going to just bring it back as a full-time alternate. You know, only time would tell. But it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if they bring back the Heritage jersey. Nor would it surprise me if they bring back the Heritage jerseys full-time. That's the whites and the tills. And slapping the SAP logo around the front. <laughs> just like they have the TCU Arena on the front of this CUDA blackout jersey. Anyways, uh, so I can see that coming soon. Real talk. I can see the sharks. I mean, the fans have been asking for it. Arizona, they brought their um, Kachina logo back. I mean, it's time to go back to the roots. It's time to take the inaugural threads and logo and take them out from the depths of the Pacific and have them resurface and rise to the top. Seriously, you know, what I mean, and that's as much as I can say on that. That hasn't been said already. You know, this is something that the fans want and. I think we're going to get it. I think we're finally going to get it. Um, You know, a little subtle uh, hints here and there. Now, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this has to do, this has nothing to do with hinting at going back to the heritage. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure it has everything to do with the fact that the number 12 for the 1,768 games from Marlowe when he broke the record or set the record, um, that patch was on that jersey when he was honored here in San Jose, but um, during his retirement, when they're in the locker room, they had all of his jerseys, like from all-star games to like all the threads that he wore throughout his career, and I'm pretty sure you can see this on social media if you haven't already, and you know, they have his name and the numbers that he was wearing, for example, I think one of the all-star games, he was wearing number 10, and it was, or that could be um his Olympic team, pardon me, but uh, anyways, long story short is, All those jerseys were turned around where you could read his name and number except for the Heritage jersey that was facing. So the only logo visible in that was the old school inaugural logo. Now, I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with hinting that they're going to return. Like SJ Sharky's tweet has nothing to do with hinting that they may return to Heritage jerseys next season. I'm pretty sure it has nothing to do with it. Okay? I'm pretty sure it has to do with the fact that that was the patch with Patrick Marlowe's number 12 on it. The Heritage jersey when he played at home and he was honored here in San Jose. And I'm pretty sure that it was just a quick edit that SJ Sharkey threw out there to, again, you know, celebrate, I guess. Not necessarily moving up or down, just staying still in the draft lottery. But who knows? Who knows? Anyways, uh, moving on. So uh, via the hockey news, Carlson, Eric Carlson and Brent Burns are... Making news, obviously the hockey news is reporting this article. That's where the source of this information is coming from. But nonetheless, you know, if you're in Sharks territory, you've heard it this past week. Carlson, Burns are essentially on the trade block. If you were listening to the last episode that we did, maybe even further back than that, you will that's no surprise. You'll know that we've already mentioned to expect Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, Mark Edward Vlasic, and even perhaps Logan Couture. Okay, Logan Couture. All right, you might see those four names on the trade block are within trade talks. Their names appear in trade talks in the next two seasons, okay? Now, I highly doubt the captain, but those three defensemen, they make up a chunk of that salary cap. But we'll just focus on the two that are making the news this week. So uh, this happened on Saturday, last week. Uh, Sportsnet's Elliott Friedman reported Sharks, appear to have, quote-unquote, very preliminary trade talks regarding Eric Carlson and a couple of teams, uh, you know, uh, earlier this season. And this is uh, Friedman now. This is his take. He believes that the Sharks are realizing, you know, with the whole salary cap being constrained, that they may, quote-unquote, no longer have, like, the luxury of carrying two elite Norris Trophy-winning right-shot defensemen. Unquote. Anyways. um, You know that's that's not news for me. And I'll go ahead and just you know throw my two cents in there for whatever it's worth. But honestly I could see this going either way. Personally not that this isn't my choice. But I could personally like if I had to put some money on it if I had to bet. I would say that Burns would be the one that gets moved. Probably for two reasons. Number one it'd be a lot easier to move him. Um, Apparently, and I haven't read too much into all this because, you know, stuff like this always pops up during this time of year when there isn't any, you know, when the other 16 teams are competing. Um, But apparently, you know, there's suggestions out there that, you know, Brent Burns is kind of leaving it open. You know, like he's w- almost welcoming the opportunity to be traded. Anyways. I digress. Um, but I could see him be the one being moved because Carlson hasn't, as we mentioned in the last time we got together in our season wrap-up, he hasn't played a full season his entire tenure in San, in San Jose. He has not played a full season, which is a lot to ask for, I understand. You know, there's a lot of guys that don't play 82 games. But Eric Carlson specifically has been injured every single year he's been with us. So, you know, I don't see that guy being moved at all. Like, it'd be hard to move him. And honestly, if I just had to throw my two cents in there, I could see Brett Burns going back to Minnesota. I'm calling it here now. Sounds wild, pun intended. But I could see his career going full circle if the Sharks were to move him. Anyways, I'm just all over the place now at this point when it comes to that. Let's get back to. Um... <laughs> Let's get back to um, this whole trade talks on a serious note here. So this is via the Mercury News, okay? So uh, Burns and Carlson have a combined salary of nineteen point five million dollars, or practically twenty four percent, twenty three point nine if you want to be like, you know, exact. You know what I'm saying? So twenty four percent of an eighty one point five million dollar salary cap is in the pockets of two guys on the blue line. All right. And um, Burns has three years left. Carlson has till 2027. (laughs) Uh, So there's three teams on Carlson's uh, no trade clause, I think. Or no, excuse me. Um, He has full no movement clause. He has the ability to veto any trade. He's literally president of his own contract. Uh, Burns has modified the trade clause, so there's like three teams, I believe. Um, Anyways, what does all this mean? It doesn't really mean much. Anyone can say, hey, these guys are on the block. These guys are being traded. These guys are being moved. However, Joe Will, Sharks interim general manager, has um, pretty much said, let me see this. Let me make sure I'm quoting him correctly before I start running off the rails here. Okay. So what he pretty much said, it's it's more, okay, this is his own words. It is more about what we can do and then who do we have and maybe there's positions and strength that we switch for positions of need. Okay, so if I had to dissect that comment, you know, like exchanging positions of strength, you know, for for positions of need. You know, the sharks are strong on the blue line. All right. We have Mario Ferraro who they're gonna have to like, you know, sign a deal within the next couple of months. You know, our um our prospects, whether or not the sharks are gonna let them play on the CUDA so we can sell out the TCU or so they can sell out the tech C U arena, pardon me. Um, you know, We'll find out, but we definitely had the depth to do it. And, um, and long story short is the Sharks will be just fine without Burns or Carlson. Now, I know a lot of fans out there, a lot of fans out there, are like, let this be Carlson. Let's get rid of him. I don't see it happening. I really don't. Not this year. Um, so if any defenseman it will be on the move this season, my call is Brett Burns. All right. Truth hurts, but... He's just the one that you can move. You know what I mean? He's the one that you can legitimately move. Um, and with Carlson, I, I don't see, I don't see them moving him with all these injuries. You know that just wouldn't be like ethical, if you will. Anyways, um, so yeah, that's the whole reason why I'm revisiting this whole trade talk deal is because first of all, I get my pick in. I think it's going to be Brett Burns. Second, uh, send it back to Minnesota. You know, full circle with his career. Maybe they'll put him back on the wing. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, by the way, this is a Shark City session, uh, special summer edition. We're kind of kicking off early here. You know, in Hollywood, they say that the summer begins this month with the whole blockbusters, so we could do the same. Uh, the Shark City session will be our, you know, show that we do occasionally throughout the whole summer and off season to keep you know up to date with each other and just you know say what's up from here in uh, San Jose, California. Anyways, uh, speaking of which, uh, American Hockey League All-Star Game for 2024. That's next season. Excuse me, two seasons. Um, It's coming to San Jose, the All-Star Classic. So that is going to be the third, the third All-Star Game that San Jose will host. So I am excited about that. Honestly, that's a W. That's a W for everybody. Congratulations to the American Hockey League. Congratulations to the Saoze Barracuda. Congratulations to the South Sharks organization. Like that's that right there is huge. Honestly. Like, I'm not trying to overreact here. You know, I mean, it is Friday, so I am feeling a little feeling a little um you know positive going to this weekend. Um but yeah, this whole like all star game is I mean, I'll be real with you, okay? I haven't been this excited for the Barracuda like ever. <laughs> and I don't mean any disrespect. I don't mean any disrespect in like like I mean I've I've been to a ton of games and I've got excited you know, I've I love how they do the themes like the four oh eight night and et cetera, et cetera. I'm not just gonna start trying to name drop, you know, all the promos and and, you know, events that I've been to to like qualify myself. But the point I'm trying to get at is is um this whole like brand new farm or you know brand new rink pardon me and you know like the whole design with with the um the bar behind the goalie net i mean it's giving you that it's really giving you like that rec league kind of feel to a pro level event anyways um and you know bringing the all-star game there is just going to be amazing i mean to me that's like that's the biggest W ever. Not so much the blackout jerseys. I'll be real with you. Like. Ah, anyways, uh, let's stay positive. But yes. Um, the American Hockey League president and CEO Scott Howson announced that the board of governors unanimously approved the Sounds of Barracuda as host of the 2024 AHL All-Star Classic. The event will be held at TechCU Arena. Um and Pretty much, let's see, February 4th, 2024, that's a Sunday, will be the All-Star Skills Competition. The AHL Hall of Fame Induction and Awards Ceremony will be on Monday, February 5th, and the 2024 AHL All-Star Challenge will also be that evening on Monday. Anyways, um, so Joe Will, if you're not aware, he is not just the interim GM for the Sharks, but he's actually the general manager of the San Jose Barracuda. He said that hosting the AHL all star Classic is an incredible opportunity to shine light on the city of San Jose, our facilities, and our organization. None of this could have been possible without the vision support of our owner, Hazel Plattner, who saw the immense value moving the Barracuda to San Jose seven years ago. Anyways... You know what? I agree 100% with everything he just said. Real talk. Um, this is W. Real, like, real, real, like, seriously speaking, this is a W, okay? Now, all this information I'm presenting to you right now is available via or on theahl.com. That's where I'm getting this stuff from, just to cite my source here. Um, these are the names of, you know, it's okay. Let me say it this way. Since 1995, more than 94% of All-Star Classic participants have gone on to compete in the National Hockey League. All right. So just name drop a few. Cam Cam Atkinson, Zadino Chara, our own Logan Couture, obviously. Um, I mean, you're talking about an opportunity for us San Jose here, locals, getting... A premier look because there's not a bad seat in that building. A premier look at a you know the next generation of superstars. So I am seriously like I'm ecstatic. If you can't tell, I am ecstatic. Anyways, and uh, you know what? That pretty much you know that pretty much wraps it up for this quick Shark City session. I really hope that all of y'all out there, um, you know, enjoyed this quick get together. I know I did. It's Friday, and you know what? I hope the rest of y'all out there have a great, um, a great weekend. I know I will. I'm celebrating a personal accomplishment on the side. I'm not going to name drop it here on the podcast. But long story short, a new opportunity, a new door has opened, and uh, you know, it's been. It's been a long road, a long journey, and I'm super excited, you know, to um to, you know do this whole next step on my personal career outside of my personal hobby, which is talking San Jose Sharks hockey with you all out there. Anyways, I'm Aaron James broadcasting live from San Jose, California, the heart of Sharks Territory, capital Silicon Valley, and home of our San Jose Sharks. I hope they keep it that way. That's going to be something we'll probably be talking about in the near future. I'm pretty sure this summer with um, a whole bunch of downtown projects, you know, breaking ground and getting started. Um, So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting off season. It's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of different uh, noise and uh, you know, some more interesting uh, storylines coming up, which um, by the way, um, just quick, quick side note here since Last time we spoke, we were speaking about the Sharks um, looking for a general manager. So that search has begun. And of course, of course, there isn't any front runner as of yet. That's the official report. There isn't any front runner. Of course, there's not. Of course. First of all, you're not going to say it. Apparently, they have been interviewing candidates. All right. So they've been they've been searching. They're actively searching. It's not like they're not looking but personally, this is my own opinion here. I don't think it's going to happen until maybe midway through next season. That's just my own opinion, you know. It, it, I'm putting my bid in there as well. Just like with Brad Burns being traded, I'm putting my bid in there. I could be wrong, all right. I've been wrong before, and I'll admit it right now. I was wrong about Barabanov. Since last time we got together, Barabanov was offered a contract. Kudos to him. <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to be like one of the. Uh, Deaf forwards going into free agency, and honestly, like I know the Sharks are treating him like a um, a top six forward, but in all reality, and I don't mean this in disrespect, I really hope that he comes through as a top six forward because I think ultimately, you know, now you know I'm not going to say we keep it positive. It's Tgif here in Sharks territory. All right, everybody, um, thank you again for joining me for this quick shark city session i am aaron james coming to y'all live from sounds in california and you know um we'll get together maybe you know several times throughout the summer i have some things that i have lined up that i want you know to share with y'all including some perhaps live uh, watch parties and get some videos together some original content like we usually do Uh, maybe catch it on youtube Um, of course uh, follow us and you know put the live notifications on wherever you listen to this we're broadcasting live on instagram YouTube Facebook and twitch and uh, by all means if you want to drop a comment you got about a minute to share you know your love or you know your take on anything current or related to shark hockey you can check out our speak pipe and you can find all that stuff linked um, to our link tree okay so link tree shark city anyways and last shameless plug don't forget to check out the website All of our live streams are connected there, 24-7 music, 24-7 hockey. And, um, yeah, y'all have a great night. Y'all have a good weekend. I'm Aaron James one last time. It's been half an hour, and that's just about it. That has been the Shark City Session. All right, everybody, have a great weekend.